Hey, what is up? What is up, everyone? My name is Danny D. I'm your host, and welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Today, we are talking about leadership and how leadership is a human thing. And I think this is a really important conversation. So I would love to know if you're open to it at the end of this episode, feel free to leave something, a review in the comments, feel free to message me on social media, email the show, like, let me know what you think about this concept. Cause I think it's really powerful. And it's something that a lot of people don't talk about or don't think about, especially in, I would say, a lot of the circles that we run in that we might think of leadership in. So for example, a lot of workplaces, a lot of industries don't really think about how leadership and humanity and self-expression actually comes into play with each other. When we think of leadership, depending on what your background is, depending on what your privilege is, depending on what your lived experience is or what environments you have been in, you might think of when I say leadership, like think about the worst <laughs> leadership. Let's just start here. Think about the worst leadership example that you've had in your lifetime. Do you think of a boss is my, is the first thing that comes to my head. Do you think of a boss? Do you think of a politician? Do you think of a leader that you have been in the midst of, or even in, I, I guess, a colleague too, that has tried to take on a leadership role where the environment has felt suppressive and has felt like toxic, but like very suppressive, how it has like suppressed either who you are, how you show up. It's suppressed other colleagues of yours. You've watched certain management kind of suppress people's skills and talents and all those things in order to quote unquote, get a job done or in order to create an authority idea. Right? So when I say get a job done, it's normally like from this authoritative space where it's like, you have to do what I say so that I don't get my ass handed to me. Like that's the really blunt terms of it. Okay. Right. And it's funny because how I actually started working on my own leadership skills and researching leadership in general was because I had a really terrible experience in an internship that I was in. And you may or may not have heard this story, but it was a situation where I felt that my skills were being repressed and my intelligence was being completely undermined and that I felt I was just simply a prop. And this is actually very common in situations if you're an intern or in internships, like there's this that Bo Burnham song where it's like unpaid intern, where it's, I was paid, thank goodness, but like Really, it was like a situation where you are almost devalued as a person with skills. You're just like a prop. You just got to sit there and be quiet. And what happened for me specifically, and this person who I'm talking about had a very long standing bad reputation within the industry as a whole, still does. Like, really bad reputation in terms of the leadership roles that they would constantly get, but the environments would create a very toxic space where people would either quit or people would go home crying like me, or people just like feel so unsafe. And when I think about leadership, this is my definition of a really profound, incredible leader. And this is what I teach. This is what I preach. This is what I work on in myself every single day. And this is what I think is so valuable for people so that they don't have experiences where people are actually like having the worst experience of their life while this person's in a leadership role, right? Like I, I think of how I am as a leader and I would just feel devastated if I found out that any single person who, and obviously we can't avoid harm if you 
want to learn more about like trauma-informed leadership, go to my episode with Katie Kurtz. It's a couple episodes back. It's really, really amazing. But one of the things she says is that you can't just like never cause harm. Like we're not here to just be like, I'm never going to cause harm because it is inevitable, but you can greatly decrease the probability of you causing harm by implementing things that are both trauma-formed and also like leading human first, which is what I deeply believe in. It's seeing the human first within yourself and seeing the human first within others because leadership is a human thing. When you're thinking of a leadership role and someone who is leading, they're probably leading other humans. They're probably in a job position where they need to lead people to create really great work and get the job done type of thing, or they're leading with impact and influence. And they're trying to create the world that they have always wanted to see in the world around them, right? And that's kind of where I feel I I fall in, is I'm trying to create the space that I've always wanted to see. And one of those things is spaces where people feel safe in, in environments of jobs, careers, industries, that the leaders are very human first. They bring their humanity into their leadership role in a conscious self-aware way and a very aware intention first type of way versus just letting like their messy human take the reins whenever anything goes bad. And then it just creates like a kerfuffle, right? A terrible, terrible environment to be in because think of having a giant toddler running things, right? Like that's what happens when you don't keep your humanity in check and keep your humanness in check. It's like having a giant toddler running the show because you can dictate, but the actual experience of leadership within the room is like led by this toddler having temper tantrums anytime anything goes wrong or as a way to like try to harness control so that the leader, the person who's in the leadership role can feel like they're of authority. And really, I don't really believe in authority in the terms of being like, I need to be authoritative over you. It's like, No, I don't believe in that like control aspect of authority or leadership. I just truly believe that like it's it's like we're a team and sometimes there's a team leader and they're taking the reins, but everyone has something to offer to the team and it is a team effort to get whatever done that you want to get done. Even if you have your own like platform and you're a leader in terms of influence and impact, it's like the teamwork aspect is that you have people who support you and help you grow. That is your following, right? You are providing a service, you're providing information, entertainment, whatever, and your people are on the receiving end and they're working as a team with you. It is a relationship. It is not ever a dictation. It is a relationship. And that's how you get really beautiful things out of people. Now, one of the things that I deeply believe about leadership is that is that the goal of the leader should always be to get the best out of the people that they serve, Okay. The goal of a leader should be getting the best out of the people that they serve. And what I tend to see is when there is leadership where the humanity goes unchecked, the humanness goes unchecked, there is an environment that is created that is one of control and suppression. And how I saw that even in my own like internship experience is the one specific person who I'm talking about, you could definitely see like now coming out of that, it's like I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for that person because they were in a position, they were in a probably a space in their life where they were not happy, right? So this is another thing. Their their human was very vulnerable and exposed. And 
from what I could gather, they didn't have the skills or tools to like be able to work through that and still be strong in who they were as a leader. It was like just like a messy toddler, like screaming, crying, emotional, volatile space. So communication was lost. Intention was very lost. Um, The most strategic and like skillful way of delegating things was completely lost as well. Like one of my favorite quotes from someone who I follow, and if you're in the coaching industry, you might know them as well, which is Melanie Ann Layer, is she says that when emotions are high, then intelligence is low. And I so see that and believe that. So when it comes to emotional intelligence, it's like when your emotions are like really, really high, you're not going to be able to make a really good call on delegating a really good call on pretty much like anything strategic because your brain is like out to lunch. You're like your conscious, like super intentional brain is out to lunch because you are too busy feeling your feelings and moving through your human experience than like figuring out what your next steps are. You can't do the both of them simultaneously well because one of them will win and it'll probably be your emotions. So one of the things that I always think about, one of the reasons why this is so strong on my heart and my mission to help people really harness their own unique leadership style and master their own communication style, master their unique experience and be able to take everything that who they are, their lived experience, what what they believe in, the values that they serve, like all these different things, like their core values, the core truth of who they are, taking all of that and mastering who they are as a leader is so powerful because I'm not saying for you to just like everyone be the same leadership style or everyone be the same, like lead the exact same way because that's not going to work. That's what makes us so incredible as human beings and the team aspect so amazing in any environment that you bring that into because everyone has a unique skill set. Everyone has a unique lived experience. Everyone's privileges are probably different. Other people carry different traumas. You have to also hold space for all that nuance and you have to be able to harness your own leadership style and your own humanity so that you can recognize that in other people and put them in the positions where they will grow, where they will, where they will shine and where they will create a standard of expansion within the entire team, within the entire company, within the entire world, right? If you're like thinking of like global impact, if you want people to strive if you want them to truly shine, if you want you to shine, if you want the company or the product or the industry or whatever your career or whatever to shine and strive, you have to work with other people. You have to work with other people. And it starts with self-leadership first, where you get to know yourself. You get to know what makes you unique and asset to your industry, how you work, how you communicate. And then once you've like harnessed that or like you have enough of a grip of your own growth standards, then you can start to kind of look at other people. So say if you're in a situation where you are working with a team on something, you have the abilities because you know your skill level and you know, and you're really grounded in like what you know and your value system and what you don't know. This is like when you lead with human first, you drop the ego at the door, which is freaking phenomenal because it allows space for other people to shine. And when other people shine, everyone wins. When you shine, everyone wins. Like think about a team where everyone is like in their zone of genius and they communicate really strongly and beautifully together. 
and their relationship is so strong and like foundationally built on trust where there's no micromanagement needed because everyone's like got their own spaces and they know how to communicate their capacity. They know how to ask for what they want. They know how to communicate their needs. They know how to be able to really like stand strong in who they are while also holding space for someone else to stand strong in who they are. Like, I know this sounds like a utopia, but I have seen it firsthand. These are the dynamics that I create in my classroom. These are the dynamics I create in my workshop. This is the dynamics that I've created anytime I am on a team with other colleagues, whether that be in a freelance position, whether that be if I'm going and teaching with a bunch of different instructors. If you talk to anyone who has worked with me, they will tell you, these are the standards that I set. When you're working with Danny, these are the rules. Know yourself, know your shit, communicate who you are to the world around you in a powerful way. Know your capacity, communicate that. I've even like, when I go teach kids, these are the standards in those classrooms that I teach. These six-year-olds can communicate their capacity in a very profound way and ask for what they need. They know how to self-advocate. They know how to hold their emotions and ask for what they want and feel their emotions. And they know how to see other people's brilliance and not let it take away from their own. I believe if I can teach a six-year-old this, I can teach anyone this, (laughs) 110%. And think about how different dynamics would be in your life. I want you to think back to that experience with that person at a leadership role that you were like, this is the worst experience of my life. Maybe you cried in the car every single day. That's what I did. Maybe you had experiences where you wanted to quit every single day. That's what I wanted to do, but I stuck it out. Um, Maybe you still think about it to this day and there's moments that make you cringe and feel gross and slimy. Like These have lasting impacts on people. If you are a leader who is out of integrity and you show up continuously out of integrity, you are causing so much harm, not only to yourself because you're not holding space for you to be your best version of you, but you're also causing a lot of damage to people who could otherwise like thrive in a different environment. I think of it like a plant. You need the soil to be rich in order for you to have the fruits of your labor. You got to start with the soil. And the soil is the humanity. The soil is being able to know your humanness and stand strong in that. And this is the difference between even like confidence, like true grounded confidence is nothing to prove, no one to impress. When it comes to performative confidence, that's like a Dragon Ball Zing out your energy to try to get people to believe that you think that you're confident. And one does a lot of damage and the other one is just like grounded, calm, cool, collected, certain and built on a dynamic of self-trust and self-advocacy and self-leadership. And from that space, who would you want to follow? And I always, anytime I go into, whether that be a workspace or like a community, like a board meeting or anything like that, and I'm working with people who are in leadership roles who come from very different backgrounds, mixed income situations a lot of the time, um, different privileges, different levels of education, like all these different things, these very unique individuals all in one room. And the first question that I always ask them, no matter what room I'm in, is what is the environment that you want to create simply by existing in that space? What is the environment that you want to create simply by walking into the room? What do you want the dynamic of that space to be in? Because you have the power to dictate that simply by how you show up and what you hold space for within yourself and the people around you. 
And I think where it got a little mixed up is like this idea of in order to be a leader, you have to like be in control. And I think that comes from a lack of confidence because it's like, I don't trust people to work with me or I don't trust people to be in relation with me, with the team and like actually value what I have to say. So what I need to do is I need to manipulate and control. And that is not a powerful dynamic. What that does is not only suppress the person who is in the leadership position and suppress their own skill set because they're so going to be so focused on how to micromanage everyone else that they can't even shine in their own specific role. But that also takes away power from everyone in the room because that says, well, I know you guys probably aren't are going to value what I'm going to say, so I don't want to value what you're going to say and you have to listen to me, so I'm going to micromanage you versus actually valuing what you bring to the table. And let me tell you, I th- thank goodness that I am resilient <laughs> and amazing, <laughs> but that I came out of that internship, like not unscathed because I definitely have trauma from that internship, but I came out of that internship strong because I refused, even though I was constantly putting put it in positions that suppressed me or made me feel belittled or made me feel like what I brought to the table wasn't valuable enough or made me feel like I was stripped of all my skills and forced to do things that like worked so against what I work like, like so against my skill set, so against everything. It was just like, I was like thrown into things that literally were so out of my wheelhouse that I even signed up for the internship for. It was like, kind of like a jack of all trades situation. I was like, Hey, those are trades that I do not jack. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not things that I can do. Um, because of that, like, I'm very thankful for those experiences because now I know how to do all this random stuff. But at the time, it felt so limiting. And I just think about, like, I could not imagine how much more growth I would have had if I had fertile soil, if I had soil that was actually productive to my growth and expansion versus something that felt like captivity. And I just want you to think about that. Like as a leader, what is your intention? Do you want everyone around you to rise and expand and you rise too? And like everyone is growing, expanding and like becoming experts in their field and things are like working and grooving and everyone's like a puzzle piece and everyone's just shining in what makes them uniquely them. And it feels so easy for them and it feels so safe for them to just like share their thoughts and their ideas. And like there's constant communication and just feels like, so easy and not a lot of drama. And anytime a conflict even comes up slightly, it's like a conversation and an open dialogue because there's so much trust built. Like imagine that environment and then imagine an environment where you have a toddler in a leadership role position. I'm putting like a hat on my head. You can't see, but like pretend I'm putting a hat on my head, like in this, like wearing this little like leader hat and and being like, okay, cool. They're going to set the tone. They're going to set the rules. And I mean that with so much love because it is so true that when we're not in harmony with who we are as a human being, our inner child grabs the wheel and like white knuckles it because all the things that we didn't think we were capable of growing up or all the things that maybe are going on in our life or in our relationships in the past, like all of that gunk and stuff that like has felt very dysfunctional up until this moment, like it'll come through in any relationship you have. So I don't care if you're single, if you're taken, if whatever, it's complicated. Like the relationships that you have in those dynamics will also show up 
in the dynamics of your colleagues, in the dynamics of how you relate to yourself, like it's all connected. So when we create intentional leaders, we create iconic leaders, leaders that people actually want to be on their team. People actually want to do the best job that's in their capabilities because they actually believe in the team as a whole. They want everyone to succeed. It's not just a job. It's not just a position. It's not just a role. It's not just a program that they're going through. They like see the bigger picture, but also they feel so valued that they want to go above and beyond. They feel like they matter. They feel like their like personal being, the physical space they take up matters, that their opinions matter, their beliefs matter, like everything matters, and they will want to go above and beyond. It is when we feel stripped of our identity that we don't even care. We just numb out. We just whatever, right? So if you have people in your life that aren't stepping up to the plate in your relationships, in your life, if you are someone who is a content creator on social media or you're in a leadership role in whatever, in your business, in your work, in your career, whatever, I want you to think about the results that you're getting because even inaction is communicating something to you. Whatever results you're getting is feedback. Everything they're getting, like whatever results you're getting, however people are treating you, however people are showing up to the plate, showing up to the whatever environment, that is a communication of what your leadership style has been thus far. And if you want to change it, that is in your hands. And it is a unique journey for each and every one of us because the things that we have to bring into play is what is my unique communication style? What is my personality? What is my energy like? Like what are, what do I actually want out of the environments that I lead in? What are the, what do I want out of the environments that I show up in? Like, what are my desires? How do, what are my values? How do I actually want to express who I am to the world around me and how can I harness my communication style and who I am to really stand in my truth, but also hold space for other people? What is my capacity at? How do I check in with myself and like see where my capacity is at? But also how do I talk about boundaries with people in a way that is just like super no drama, chill, whatever. It doesn't make me freak out. Like how do I stand in the truth of who I am without being obsessed with how people see me and, and view me, right? These are, this is going to be different for each and every one of us based on our own experiences, our own lived experience, what industry we're in, like all these different nuances and layers, which brings me to something that I'm very excited to announce. Okay. So you're probably can tell that I absolutely love this conversation and I'm excited to open up more opportunities to have this conversation one-on-one with me and figure out your own unique leadership style, how that shows up in your business and your brand, and maybe even in the leadership role that you're in right now, and how you can communicate who you are to the world around you and create spaces that you actually want to show up in that not only hold space for your own brilliance and for the best version of who you are, but also hold space for the best version of those around you. If you want to be the go-to person that has that trust built with the communities and the people and the missions that you lead, then you got to get to know yourself so that you know what you're bringing into those spaces now and how you can tweak and adjust that to create those environments that you want to lead, that you want to take up space in. Okay. So I have two 
opportunities to do this work with me. The first one, very exciting, iconic intensives. This is like if you want a quick jolt of certainty, of confidence, of holy F, I am amazing, while really beginning to master and understand these things that I'm talking about today. Those are the iconic intensives. That's five days with me. It's like a she's all that jaw-dropping makeover in a five-day package that will leave you being like, wowza, what, how, how did I not know all this information, right? Because it's all there. I'm just going to help you harness and see it for yourself because everything that you need is already within you. It's already in front of you. And I'm just going to make your life a whole lot easier with that. Okay. The second opportunity that I have is a full year program with me. So this is like a complete overhaul of your self-concept, your self-expression and your leadership style. So I'm going to help you learn your leadership style and what makes you an industry asset because you are an industry asset. There are things that probably you've been convinced that you feel like make you too much in the world. And those are actually the things that are going to make you an asset in your industry. Those, those are the things that actually fill the gaps. And if you don't see anyone else doing what you do, if you don't see anyone else like leading the way that you want to lead and you're like, Oh, is something wrong with me? Like, how come I'm not seeing this? How come I'm not seeing this success with this thing that I do, that I believe in, that I am? It's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's probably because you are the person who will fill that gap in that industry. And I'm going to help you master how you leverage your skills, energy, personality, brilliance to stand out in your industry. We're going to talk about harnessing your unique communication style, like no longer tiptoeing around who you are. Okay. No more. (laughs) We're going to make sure that you feel this vibrant, immersion of your brand, something that like intoxicates audiences. And something that's really cool is something that I teach and have a lot of experience with is actually experiential marketing. So if you think of like the experience of Disney, like that's really my approach, um, which is just like a fun fact. I learned a lot about branding and Disney and why Disney has such a captivating brand and why it's so brilliant and why it's like a fully immersive experience that makes you absolutely obsessed with everything that they have to offer, whether you're in the park or whether you're sitting at home and you put on a movie, like it is a strategic thing that is really freaking fun to teach and talk about, to be honest. And I actually learned that in a film class when I was in university. I did Disney film class. We FaceTimed with one of the heads of Disney. It was really, really cool. So that is my approach to branding. And we're really going to focus on getting to know yourself really being certain in what you have to offer and clear and confident in it. So you have nothing to prove and no one to impress. You're going to turn the volume way the F up on who you are, no matter who's watching. Okay. And this is through a year program with me. So the first one is that iconic intensive. It's like a quick jolt, a five day, like wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. And this is a full year program with me. And one of my favorite things about the year long program is that it leaves space and time for your own process, for life, for the depth of who you are, and for growth that actually holds space for your humanity, for your human humanness and all the nuances that that brings. Because like, I'm not going to teach you all these skills and then you go home at Christmas and you spend time with your family and you're like, wow, I feel like whatever, right? So these are things that are actually going to take those turbulences of life and be able to support you through them so that after the year's done, you actually have like a whole new self-concept on who you are. 
And you can stand strong in that no matter who is watching, no matter what's happening in your life. And it'll just make you a better human being for yourself because you're fabulous. And a lot of the things that we're taught make us bad or wrong, quote unquote, right, are actually the things that make us unique and make us flavorful and make us these assets to spaces because we have skills, we have a perspective, we have perception that like no one else possesses. And society oftentimes will kind of simmer that down because control, right? So we're not working with control, we're working with teamwork. And one of my goals is for you to recognize your brilliance, but also be able to stand in it. So those are two very different things and they're phenomenal. So if these are conversations that you are eager about, excited about, that you want to have and you want to experience what it might be like to walk this out and you're actually in your life and have that support while you do it, then feel free to click the link in the show notes, daniellejerusa.com slash one, the number on one, the number, and you will be able to fill out the application for one-on-one and you will also be able to sign up for an iconic intensive if that's what you feel called to do with me. So bring your humanity into your leadership because leadership is a human thing. Okay. We are not wolves. Okay. (laughs) We are not wolves. We are humans. We have all these layers. We have all these emotions. We have all this nuance and we can't just check that at the door. We have to check our ego at the door and bring our humanity into the environments that we lead in. Okay. That is the only way we can feel truly safe to be ourselves and safe to be who we need to be in those spaces to create massive change. So I'm sending you all so much love and I can't wait to work with you. If you are someone who just knows in your heart and soul that you're like, I'm freaking ready. Let's do it. Like, let's do it. I'm so excited to start working one-on-one and you know, where to find me for that. Okay. So kick ass, take names, change the world. You're freaking fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. And I'll catch you next time. Hey friends, I hope you freaking loved that episode. And if you did, let me know what you loved about it by leaving me a review below or tagging me on all the social medias. It would mean the world to me. And as always, you're freaking fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. I hope you hit that subscribe button and I hope we catch you next time.